Hi friends, on this episode of Make Out Already, we recap One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. It's her second novel after our much-beloved Red, White, and Royal Blue, which we talked about in our very first episode. This time, McQuiston goes slightly sci-fi as one of our heroines tries to solve the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey case keeping her apart from her soulmate. Spoilers ahead! Hey, Meg. Hey, Liz. How's it going? I am super fucking excited right now. (laughs) So we are going to recap One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. And if you have been with us for a while, you know that our very first episode was about Red, White, and Royal Blue. We reference it all the time. It's one of the few books that I reread because I'm not a big rereader. And... Everyone who reads it in our social circle is madly in love with it. So we were eager to read Casey McQuiston's follow-up. Yeah, and I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably already know. It's not a sequel in any way to Red, White, and Royal Blue. It's just, you know, her second book that's been out. And it's like, oh my God, it's so amazing. I cannot wait to read it again. So Meg said something to me that was completely just insane to me, which was that this was better than Red, White, and Royal Blue. I said it. I said she what said, I said that. She said she read it before I did, and then I was like, "You are setting expectations sky high for this book." So we're gonna get into it. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so I stand by it. You should. You should. We should put a poll out there on social media. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, so one last stop is about it, it's from the perspective of August, much like Red, White, and Royal Blue was told just through Alex's perspective. Right. And she is a college student. She at the start of the book, moves in with a group of very eccentric, colorful, fun roommates. And one a of the collection of ragtag queers. Yes. A collection of ragtag queers who are all delightful. Um, so August is a bit uh, standoffish with mm-hmm. people. She uh, grew up with a mother who was completely focused on solving the mystery of her older brother who disappeared and mm-hmm. made August her little sidekick. So August grew right. up just like in libraries, digging through public records, knowing how to like pick through locks and how to convince people to give her information that she shouldn't have by right you know through manipulating them yeah yeah. (laughs) so she was just like a little a little detective a little harriet the spy spy kid yeah she was a spy kid um spy kid pi so she she's really this is the first time that she gets to live her own life right and do her own thing So one day she is going to work. She gets on the subway. The book is set in New York. She spills coffee all over her titties. And (laughs) there she sees a woman who is the most stunning creature who August has ever seen. Meg, would you like to describe our other heroine? I can't. (laughs) I can't. We'll get into this, but I can't. I can't even fan cast this character because it would ruin my life if this character was real mr meg should be worried (laughs) oh mr meg it's a it's a problem i don't think i've ever been as in love with (laughs) a character as i was coming out of this book it was a problem (laughs) so jay and sue is this hot butch lesbian in a leather jacket and she's all punk and she's super sweet and confident and calls her coffee girl every time she sees her because she spilled coffee on her titties and Meg right now is covering her face with her hands she cannot take it she is literally a character in a Casey McQuiston novel right now where she cannot (laughs) she can't handle it uh I really can't uh she 
so they keep seeing each other on the train and august is just like completely infatuated from moment one and just like wants to run into the subway girl again right just instantly obsessed and she starts to piece together that like she's always on the same train regardless Mm -hmm. of what time of day it is and she's always in the same clothes and she doesn't seem to get a lot of references to current events current Mm -hmm. pop culture and she kind of rejects august for a couple of date sort of invitations where she's like oh i can't go when they were very much vibing yeah they were vibing so she starts to get weirded out by the situation she does some googling she has a moment of um hovering over the keyboard and being about to type in a search she's like nope i'm not having a bella swan moment like i am not (laughs) i'm not looking up (laughs) whether Uh, this girl is a vampire (laughs) but she is kind of like needing to do some research and so she goes to her roommate miko who's a psychic who is the most delightful character psychic adore him um she goes um, there's this like babe on the subway and I think she might be like a ghost so can you come <laughs> talk to her with me <laughs> and Nico's like yeah totally I'll 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 feel her out yeah quite Nico, literally <laughs> and, goes, and they he, touch hands they touch hands and afterwards he's like yeah she's not a ghost there's something weird about her but she's not a ghost so where do you want to go eat and August is like <laughs> um okay so the moment where she's about to google vampires and decides not to has the exact same energy as in the holiday when kate winslet is cooking and she's really (laughs) sad and she leans over (laughs) her stove like maybe maybe i will unalive myself maybe (laughs) no what is wrong with me and starts slapping herself in the face I know exactly what moment you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> Not today. Not today. So August starts asking Jane questions, and Jane gets really defensive. And mm-hmm. it's clear that Jane knows that something is wrong with her, but she doesn't know what it is. She's very confused. So Jane is from the 70s. Mm-hmm. And she does not remember anything about herself, her life, what happened that her name her on even. this train. She, does she not remember it until she meets August? No, she just knows it because it's sewn into the tag of her jacket. Yeah, so she's just on this train. To her. She can't get off the train. They try, and she just, just like, sort of pops back onto the train. Yeah, in the blink of an eye. And the connection seems to be with August. So through her connection with August, she starts to become more present. She starts to remember things. Mm -hmm. Have more of a sense of the passing of time. Yeah. So things that August brings her, different foods, they trigger memories. So it seems to be Mm -hmm. sensory experiences trigger memories. And then Jane one day is like, I think that we should make out. I think that would help me remember some stuff. And August is like, "Uh, okay. And then, like, they just are constantly making out, and her roommates are like, bitch, you are in trouble. And she's like, shut up. I know. (laughs) Shut up. It's for research. It's It's for research. Uh, So they're constantly together they're constantly hanging out and they're both like sweet summer children who like will not like are somehow confused about whether the other person likes them or not despite the fact that they're together all the time they're always making out on the train in front of people i feel like that's very (laughs) that's very lesbian vibes (laughs) yeah so she kissed me a bunch and wants to keep making out with me do you think she's into me (laughs) (laughs) so 
eventually they have the conversation jane's like is this a date are we on a date and i love that so <laughs> and much. august she's like am i on a date right now like let's quit it like, do you want to be i don't she's know like, no no you tell me is this a date <laughs> so they bone on the train because no mm-hmm. one is there so it turns out that jane it's something electrical related she seems to know when lights are going to go on and off in the train she seems to be able to stop the train at will Mm -hmm. so the train is empty they are alone they bone on the train august had been a virgin so it was like a huge ginormous deal i just thought about the sanitary conditions on a train i was thinking about that the whole time i'm like but then i just told myself that it was like a paranormal thing so maybe bacteria could not like live on (laughs) jane's hands that's a stretch (laughs) although jane so like a vampire jane can eat but she doesn't need to eat and she doesn't poop because um i really appreciated that they clarified that because i yes. always wonder stuff like how does how do they go to the bathroom where do they go to the bathroom when myla asked about whether she digests mm-hmm. I horrified and was like myla but it's it's a legit question um, yes so on the cw show the flash mm-hmm. they have in the lab that all the characters work at they create this pipeline prison for metahumans who they capture and it's shady as fuck because like they don't take these people to trial they just have them locked in this room in this very <laughs> modern lab they're underground and i i don't i think it was honest trailers that was like where do they go to the bathroom there's no <laughs> toilet in there and then in a crossover episode Barry, the Flash, and Oliver, the Green Arrow, find themselves in one of those prisons. Um, yeah. Yada, yada, why? And Oliver's like, this is this is messed up, Barry, that you, like, ha- this shouldn't even exist. Like, there's not even a toilet in here. And then Barry, like, hits a panel in a wall and the toilet comes out. So I really like how <laughs> years later, they finally address this <laughs> question of, like, where do they poop? <laughs> we but jane doesn't poop no she doesn't really the perfect woman <laughs> that's the criteria for being anywhere close to perfect wow the, the, I love so chocolate doesn't poop <laughs> um, oh my goodness so there's um so myla one of August's roommates is an engineer and she figures out that there's something related to electricity because August is doing all this research she's trying to piece together Jane's life she know that knows that Jane works at the same place where August is a waitress or had worked at the mm-hmm. same place um she knows that oh I didn't I forgot to mention the picture this recap is unhinged so <laughs> he sees a picture on the wall of the restaurant that she works at from the opening back in the 70s and sees like clear as day like that's Jane same look same tattoos same everything mm-hmm. so that was what had kicked off her asking all these questions um but Myla the engineer roommate realizes that there's some kind of electrical connection and that it's tied to the blackout in New York mm-hmm. and they figure out that Jane had fallen on the third rail while trying to rescue someone who had fallen one of her co-workers at the restaurant right right at the time of the blackout mm-hmm. and it's a little like wibbly wobbly science it's fine. Y and C. it's fine and it's then fine. they come up with this plot of well let's just you know like cause a blackout on the subway <laughs> no big deal we can do that <laughs> and they were like well, it's generally considered to be like really bad that that happened. So maybe we don't want to do a full blackout. Yeah. So they cause a blackout while simultaneously having a subway fundraiser to save the restaurant. Right. They just black out the one line that yes. Jane is trapped on. 
and they and, and right before Jane is about to touch the third rail they confess their love to each other which should have been clear but Jane tells her that she is the love of her life <laughs> it was very beautiful and she touches the third rail and nothing is happening and then there's going to be another power surge when they reverse the blackout and August realizes like it's me it's always me it's always our connection so she goes and she touches the third rail and I think they kiss they have a big kiss I don't know if they're touch they're kissing or they're touching hands I can't remember there's some kind of if it wasn't a kiss it should have been a kiss because that's very cinematic she put her foot on top of jane's foot on the rail so she couldn't get off mm-hmm. so but yeah the second <clears throat> surge happens august wakes up in her apartment and it's been i think a couple of days and she vomits on the floor <laughs> yes pukes everywhere and uh jane had disappeared yeah there's nowhere to be found so it worked and she assumes that jane went back to the 1970s yeah the time where she belongs it's very sad she's devastated she's trying to move on with her life even though the love of her life has disappeared which she knew was a possibility but she also wanted jane to have a life and not be stuck on that train you know like every time that august would do something fun and wonderful with her friends she would think jane would love this yeah um and she kind of resists at least for a little while the urge to to start looking through files and stuff again to see if jane picked up her life you know in the Mm -hmm. 70s and what else she did she i I think it's kind of like a schrodinger's cat situation where like she if she doesn't look it up she doesn't know you know whether she's just gone gone or whether she made it back i feel that yeah this is why sure. i don't follow any of my exes on social media i'd, I'd rather sure. not know they blinked out of existence it's fine <laughs> <laughs> you thanos thanos <laughs> so about three months pass yeah and she is at her workplace and she has come into an inheritance and anonymously gave it to the restaurant to make up the exact amount that they were missing after the fundraiser to Mm -hmm. buy the building save the restaurant and in walks jane and august loses her shit and it's been three months for august but for jane it's been just like seconds yeah she just like she blinked out and she was in new york three months later and she's like august is not here um she's probably at work so i'm just gonna go to the one place that i know that she would be at and they have a wonderful beautiful incredible reunion they move in together right away they get jay in a fake id no questions asked about how august acquired that and also <laughs> jane had helped solve the mystery of august's uncle because right. it turns out that august's uncle had been jane's roommate back in the 70s and he was also gay and um he and jane jane was very politically involved she was super into the activist lesbian circles mm-hmm. and she and augie jane august's uncle they had been very close and supportive to each other and like family so she had thought that he had died in a fire and it turned out that he had survived the fire moved to san francisco he was dead by the time of the book but it turns out that he had died from a car accident a car accident right so there was all this great closure for august's august and her mom yeah Mm -hmm. and they were able to repair their relationship because august found out some things about her childhood and how her mom had really just like not taken her well-being into account when the case came first Mm -hmm. right but uh august and jane live happily ever after and august decides that you know i I'm really good at this private investigator stuff and I want to reunite people with their missing loved ones and I can do this and I can be a big help and it's 
absolutely beautiful because she takes the thing that she deeply resented from her childhood and keeps mm-hmm. the part of it that she likes and that she genuinely feels passionate about and mm-hmm. turns it into a way to spread joy and love that is beautiful. I'm gonna cry right now <laughs> this book was so good oh I'm over clamped <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh favorite scenes oh my god um that is so tough but I think my favorite scene has to be when the oh my god I love the the drag the easter drag brunch Mm -hmm. that happens at night (laughs) um just that whole deal with um all of these sort of worlds combining of like uh Isaiah slash antidepressant, which is an amazing name for a drag queen. Um, you know, all of his group of friends, he's so vivacious. And then all of her roommates. And then she puts Jane on, on speakerphone in her pocket to carry her around so that Jane can kind of vicariously be there for the party. So and cute. August feels like she has a community of weirdos of which she is one. And She's like, something is missing though. And it's, and it's Jane. And so then everybody gets together and they go down to the subway and they have the party on the train so that Jane can be part of it. That's my favorite. Truly beautiful. I loved it. So good. Okay. What's your favorite? One moment that stands out to me is at the end where they have, and I feel like it makes me think of the ending of Legally Blonde where like all these plot threads come together and people pair up and things get resolved where um, Mila and Nico kind of get engaged. Yeah. And, and he's I'm like, the, are, are we doing this? Because I have, I, have, I have a ring at home. <laughs> and uh, Wes and, oh gosh, what was his name? The antidepressant. Isaiah. Antidepress- Isaiah. Yes, thank you. Isaiah and Wes <laughs> confess their love to each other after circling for forever. I just like everyone gets together and everyone is happy and it's it's just joyful and beautiful and very much like a musical. I love it so much. I love Wes and Isaiah so mm-hmm. much. Wes is like prickly and no one has seen the inside of his bedroom and he's a rich (laughs) kid who got cut off from his family he's like there were moments where he was in Isaiah's presence like at the drag show where he Mm -hmm. just like this is my favorite thing I think about how Casey McQuiston writes her characters like they have complete meltdowns over their yeah. attraction to people where it's just like I need to He's hide like, under a table right now god like, damn it why are you so cute <laughs> there's a moment where August is like August has a moment with Jane and in her internal monologue she's like wanting to take out a full page ad in a newspaper about it <laughs> and everything about Jane is life ruining yeah life ruining everything is life ruining they're like they're like so overwhelmed with their feelings and they're like this is terrible (laughs) it was like the moment in red white and royal blue where jude is like oh god he's so hot i wanna i wanna suck on his fingers (laughs) was that what she said i think so (laughs) i think that's what it was so good oh my gosh Okay, so there were obviously so many things that we really, really loved about this. Do you have any, like, one special thing that you want to point out that you loved? Um, I think that everything about how Jane ended up on the train and how she could get off the train was complete bullshit. (laughs) Like, it doesn't make any sense. I I don't need it to make sense. Like, I could reread this book three times and I don't think that it would make sense. And it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I would have much preferred it be some kind of thing like a witch's curse or just something that like I could point to that be like, okay, yes, it's a supernatural thing and not like a faux science thing. But also, 
I am a big. I think old it's a little column A, little column B. You know, like it's a yeah. little supernatural and it's a little sciencey. I love. I, I I kept saying it was like a Scooby Doo aspect where it's like, is this paranormal or is there some secret contraption behind here? You know, I liked that kind of mystery about it. Yeah, I mean. I've watched a lot of superhero media and people get their powers in ridiculous ways like very true they are able to scream at incredibly loud decibels because they were screaming at the time that like a particle accelerator wave crashed on them (laughs) like so whatever science um okay do you have a worst half oh wait did you have a grievance I only have one grievance and I I could probably try to manufacture more but I really don't want to my one grievance is that that they they try to yada yada this with science reasons Mm -hmm. but I feel a little bit manipulated by the three-month period where Jane is gone and then she just magically walks in the door and Mila explains it by being like you know, it's not an exact thing. She was flowing through time, but yada, yada. But I was like, so sad. And mm-hmm. I know that, like August was just like totally devastated. And three months is not a short amount of time. Like, no, I don't know. I, I, I felt bummed by that. Kind it of. was definitely a manipulation. Yeah. Do you have a grievance besides the fact that it was science reasons like nope Nope, that's it that's my that's my whole thing okay all right so back to the worst half who do you have uh I guess August just because of how closed off she was at the beginning of the book but also I really love her as a character so this one this one's tough for me how about yeah, you? I feel the exact same way. I love them both so, so much, but it has to be August because Jane is my soulmate. So yes, um, of course. Uh I guess I I guess I just I know she was trying to overcome the experiences of her childhood, but sometimes, you know, talking about Jane to Jane and referring to it as her case was like mm-hmm. a little cold but I know that she was you know processing the trauma of her childhood so I I feel like I need to give her a pass Mm -hmm. do you have an honorable sizzle hmm I think that so I'm not gonna go okay no I am gonna go with the expected one it's Mila and I think I I don't want to say why because I I want to hear about your fan cast for Myla and why <laughs> I, I would like I would like to hear it in your words and I don't want to influence that so so I have I have like a fan cast fan cast for Myla but when I was reading it I was like this is Liz I'm <laughs> I'm reading Liz right now right, so that's just why I imagine that's just it's you who you are she was such a like bubbly funny smart ass <laughs> and like like deeply like she's kind of goofy but she's like super duper smart and uh she's into like you know the mysteries of life not as much as as Nico is so you mm-hmm. had some aspects of Nico as well because yeah you know psychic and mm-hmm. um you know into he works in some kind of occult shop which was also very you vibes but mm-hmm. you know it was just don't you see it don't you see it at all I do see it I'm scrolling back through our text message to find text message chain to find uh Myla quotes that (laughs) okay party popper my IUD would have shot out like a party popper I was like (laughs) yep that's something that I would say (laughs) um not a Myla quote but um my bookmark quote from the book was you can't unkiss the most impossible person you've ever met. She's never going to forget what that tastes like. I felt like those two sentences ruined my life. Yeah. Right. Like Casey McQuiston is ruining our lives. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 
so where were we jesus i didn't think you could be so fucking dire (laughs) like i talk like that to people all the time okay um shit (laughs) what honorable sizzle honorable sizzle thank you yes um yeah if not myla it would be wes because i like a cranky boy Oh my god. I literally I was trying to find a fan casting for him and I I googled cranky gay. <laughs> what did you come up with? <laughs> Nothing good. But um, yeah, I I don't even know how to pick because I loved all of her roommates so much, but I think um we get a pretty substantial amount of the backstory of Nico and Mila. So I want to see what happens with Wes and Isaiah from here now that they've like finally gotten over themselves and are open about how they love each other. You know who would be a good Wes? Who? Alex Saxon. I have to look that up. I did, I did cast someone for Wes. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Saxon. Why do you say that? I haven't watched him in anything. He... He was in the Fosters. He was in Finding Carter. Those are things mm-hmm. that I've seen him in. And he's just, he plays really lovable, but also troubled characters. Mm. And not troubled like he is the trouble so much as like trouble finds him. And mm. I don't know. I feel like he could play Wes's like, I'm over this and you people. But actually, <laughs> I am a love bug, and I just don't want you all to know. I just have a little tender, juicy center. <laughs> um. Okay, so are we ready for fan casting? Like, yeah, let's, let's do let's it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's okay. do it officially. All right. Um. In my fantasies, obviously, Mila is you, and I am August. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're both like a little um, plumper slash have hair that gets very frizzy, so can relate. Um, But my real casting is, (laughs) they're not actors, actually. Um, Actually, okay, I take this back. For August, I have Barbie Ferreira. I considered Barbie. From Euphoria. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought she would be she would be good to have that kind of like closed off brusque sort of demeanor that mm-hmm. August starts with and she's just adorable and I love her. Yes. Um and like I said, I could not um I could not cast Jane or I would die. So, who do you have? Okay, so I have a time machine fan cast for Jane, which is appropriate. Time machine uh so my fan cast i have not seen her in anything except documentary kind of things okay um and i feel like maybe casey mcquiston was inspired by this model slash actress uh jenny shimizu jenny shimizu jane sue i mean you're not slick Mm. casey (laughs) Um, oh yeah she's a hot butch asian who modeled angelina jolie i mean i i feel like i feel like she could be jade yeah that wow i wonder i wonder if you really like sussed out what her inspiration was what is the truth casey (laughs) what is the truth weigh in let us know because she's been pretty open about who she pictures when she writes so i wonder if she said anything about an inspiration for jane um and then i have two possible ones for august my first one is nicola coughlin oh i thought about her too i think that she would be great the way that she plays um penelope featherington she right She's kind of like a sleuth. She investigates the social scene and she knows how to take very accurate notes and Mm -hmm. she kind of blends into the background and 
I think she could play awkward really well because we saw that in Bridgerton. Right. Oh, that's a good one. And then alternatively, this one is for no reason other than I saw her recently and I just really like her and that's Florence Pugh. Oh, okay. Florence Pugh could play anyone, do anything and, you know, sure, she could play like an awkward detective girl. So when you say that you saw her in something recently, are you referring to Black Widow? Yes. She was excellent in Black Widow. You watched it? Yes! (laughs) I had watched it by the time that you said that you didn't want to watch it because you hate Scarlett Johansson. I'd already seen it. I said it was really good. (laughs) All right, fine. Okay. Okay. Um, All right, so that's your main couple. Who else do you have? Okay, so for Isaiah, I think it would be interesting to have another Bridgerton actor who is reggae John Page. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, one of our Chris's. <laughs> our honorary Chris. <laughs> our honorary Chris, because we do not acknowledge the one who goes to the homophobic church. Correct, yeah, expelled. Probably voted for Trump. Certainly. Uh, let's see, and then... For uh, I had another possible Jane that came up just as we were recording. I'm going to send you this specific picture of Kamiko Glenn from Orange is the New Black. Is it, am I going to be wounded by it? Is it going to I mean, just me? like picture her with some shorter hair and the same leather vest situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you yeah, get a photo? I see that. Yeah. Yes, I did. She's very talented and... I think that she could pull off boyish and mm-hmm. um, she can pull off the whole the whimsical vibe that Jane kind of has whimsical but tough. yeah yeah <laughs> okay so you was the one that you mentioned for Wes is that who you settled on yeah I I didn't okay. have anyone in mind but I feel like Alex Saxon at the very least has the right look mm-hmm. who I would picture Okay, so for my Isaiah, I have Bob the Drag Queen from season eight of Drag Race. Googling. You would think (laughs) that I would be someone who has seen all of RuPaul's Drag Race, but I have not. I that yeah, that is kind of surprising. That is counterintuitive. Okay. All right, she cute. Yeah, yeah. And then for Wes, I have Ezra Miller. Oh. From, uh, you know he's the flash and perks of being a wallflower i just thought he could do the whole like i'm melting down because i think you're so hot that <laughs> is perfect casting oh thank you that's so good did you cast mila and nico too i did not you have a real life couple fan cast i do yes they aren't actors so, so like it's kind of weird but this mm-hmm. is who I was seeing and you know for the other characters too I was seeing people from my own like personal friend group I just felt like I had met these people who were her mm-hmm. roommates you know in real life but I'm not gonna obviously say their yeah. names on here but um so the real life couple Chase Strangio and Kimberly Drew so Chase Strangio is a very well-known, especially on social media, staff attorney with the ACLU mm-hmm. who is trans. And um, Kimberly Drew um, is probably better known by her handle, Museum Mammy. She's a writer and she's an art curator and she used to be the social media manager for uh, MoMA. They've been very together cool. for a while and they're just really, really fucking cute. And that's who I picture. So their biographies definitely fit. And their yeah. looks definitely fit. So they're like the real yeah. life Nico and Mila. Yeah. Yeah. That, I wonder, perfect, right? Casey, <laughs> Casey McQuiston. <laughs> that, a little Moira Rose is coming out in that voice you just did. <laughs> Casey McQuiston. Were these the bebes that you were thinking of? Were these the bebes you were thinking of? <laughs> okay, so I think that Very wraps good. up most of our categories. Is it yeah. time for our hobbies? Yes. Do you have a recipe? You bet your ass I oh, do. Oh, yay! 
the most important one. Do you know what it's going to be? Is it going to be the Sue special? Damn straight it is. Yay! Actually, I remember seeing uh, Casey McQuiston on her Instagram, on her stories post that she was making the sandwich. So it's the Sue special, the best thing anybody's ever eaten. It's a sandwich of bacon with maple syrup, with hot sauce, with a runny fried egg, and it's sandwiched between two pieces of greasy Texas toast. Yum. My God. I mean, it's, it's got everything. It's got, you got some like crispiness from the bacon. You've got sweetness from maple syrup. You've got spice and salt and fat from the hot sauce and the egg. It's just so good. Have you made it yet? I'm temporarily in a vegetarian phase, but it's, um, it's a fantasy of mine. And there, if you Google, there are quite a few bloggers who have made it. So, um, that some of them have made it like with some modifications the ingredients i listed here is literally how it's described in the book Mm -hmm. so you could like make some changes but anyhow there's some pretty convincing veggie bacon yeah i don't know and well also i'm allergic to eggs that's really like the main reason yeah (laughs) well there's some pretty just eggs is like a mung bean egg replacement so you could only use it for scrambled eggs the texture perfect and the taste is pretty close it's kind of like like it's got a little bit of a tofu-y taste profile I don't know how to describe it um but it convincingly looks like scrambled eggs cooks like scrambled eggs so maybe that can make my dreams come true yeah so you could do that okay so let's pull some oh we've got some jumpers did three jump out no just two okay i'm not gonna read the jumpers though because i don't think that that means anything most of the time i think it just means that i'm bad at shuffling (laughs) so i'm using the modern witch deck which i feel like nico would appreciate nico would appreciate it is diverse it's all like femmes and androgynous characters it's very diverse show some body diversity and it just feels like a cool hip new yorkers tarot deck of choice yeah cool i can dig it okay so let's do let's do something different let's do where august and jane are going to be in 10 years in 20 years and in 30 years Ooh, i like that this is all about time speaking of you can listen to our episode called about time <laughs> or on the movie <laughs> called about time <laughs> over recorded with melodies yeah that was such a good episode i've listened to it several times we've had some bangers lately yeah that one was really quite fun and I did recently go back and listen to our Twilight episode. (laughs) A really fun time listening to me essentially meltdown. (laughs) Okay, so the first card that flipped over, didn't jump out, but it did flip over, was the lovers. Oh, very fucking interesting. What? Second card is the devil reverse. Now, if you are familiar with tarot imagery, the lovers and the devil are the same card. Wow. They are the same card. It's the same kind of positions, the same scale of uh, two people and a larger than life figure above them. In the lovers, it is an angel. In the devil, it is the devil. Mm Mm-hmm. And they are, I'm pretty sure, let's see, six. And so in tarot, a lot of numerology comes up. So there are cards that if you reduce them down, it adds up to, it it reduces to a corresponding card. So there are cards that are kind of couples in the tarot. So 10, what is this? Okay, so the devil is 15, and if you add one in five, it's six, which is the number of the lovers. So they are paired in numerology, and they're also paired in the symbol imagery. Yeah, and then let's pull a third card. 
30 years from now. Okay. Ace of Swords flipped out. Okay. So, in 10 years, I think that August and Jane are going to be as in love as ever. Mm-hmm. And they are hopefully going to be at a new phase in their life, you know, like eventually they're going to move out of Mila and Nico's apartment, even though Mila and Nico said, "You we're not going to kick you out. At the very least, we're all going to be neighbors." Yeah, so we'll start a compound and all live together. So I could see them having adopted a little baby in 10 years, traveling, being in a better financial place, um, doing things that they love together, being in a really solid spot. Now, the devil is one of the scary cards in the deck, but it's kind of like, if you watch Sia's Elastic Heart video, and you Mm -mm. see... so anyone who's seen it or you can go and watch it it's um small sia the madeline ziegler and shia buff literally everyone involved in this music video is problematic now i've been canceled recently <laughs> including sia um okay but they're in this cage and they're having this dance conflict and mm-hmm. there's all this discourse about what it means what it symbolizes but the part that struck me was that little Sia dances out of the bars and you realize that she could have gotten out the entire time mm-hmm. she tries to get the Shia LaBeouf character out but can't get him out so in the devil is two people who are chained which represents vice it represents addiction, bad habits, but the chains are loose around them. So they could get out at any time. They just choose to remain in their negative state. Um, mm-hmm. The devil can also be overindulgence. It's like the card of sex parties and indulging your naughty side. Uh, so it's not necessarily about addiction negativity. And when it's reversed, the chains come off and you break a negative pattern Mm. so 20 years from now they might be breaking some bad habits that have developed in their relationship i wouldn't be surprised Mm. if jane with the trauma of like being displaced if she picked up a drinking habit or something else that was negative or august could get into some really dark head spaces with trying to solve these missing person's cases and hearing all these sad stories from yeah so i think like definitely there's going to be some dark times that they will emerge from and then 30 years from now ace of swords that is um like an intellectual new beginning and the book had talked about jane writing a Mm -hmm. whole bunch on medium right i'd be surprised if jane became a professional writer and had a lot of success that way either in social commentary or writing fiction based on her own life Mm -hmm. or both so that's what I see for them that was excellent thank you any final thoughts just I just loved it so much and I I mean obviously you were in all the group text that Mm -hmm. I was like run don't walk to read this book (laughs) it's I I really can't wait to read it again so out of 10 smooches it's 10 smooches for me it's 10 smooches perfection okay so for me I would give it eight smooches the only reason is that it's it's Casey McQuiston it's excellent it's beautifully written it absolutely kills you at every page there is not a couple like Alex and Henry. There never has been. There never will be. The epistolary aspect of that novel is just like so beautiful, like so deep, so dramatic, just like, you know, the obsession with each other. It is so goddamn beautiful. And because August was so withholding about her true feelings for so long, that kind of lay it all on the table vulnerability was not as present with those characters so like I can buy that they are in love Mm -hmm. clearly but I don't 
feel that love on a visceral level the way that I did with her previous book so Hmm. okay okay not having read red white and royal blue this probably would be a nine or ten but having read it's like an eight because I know that Casey McQuiston can you know absolutely destroy me for the rest of my life and this one so the kind of book that would destroy me for like a week (laughs) so it's red white and royal blue like your 10 out of 10 that one is a 10 out of 10 do you have any other 10 out of 10s you can think of off the top of your head um i would say wrong to need you by alicia rye is pretty perfect as well as that that whole forbidden heart series but i think that after all this time that's the one that has come out on top as my favorite yeah and then do you have any i'm looking on my goodreads oh and the rose the rose is a 10 out of 10 yeah the rose is a 10 out of 10 um by tiffany rice neon um, gods by katie robert which you're going to read and i read yeah that, that one's a 10 out of 10 book yeah i can't i feel like i can't be handing out the 10 out of 10s like too often mm-hmm. so i have some like top tier ones but i think i think the rose and and one last stop are like duking it out for mm-hmm. the top spot of all time for me all right yay <laughs> We dared her. <laughs> the audiobook is excellent. So I would recommend if you, it is on Scribd. So if you have a Scribd subscription, um, get on it because they cycle it. things out pretty regularly. So I wouldn't be surprised if it weren't there pretty soon. All right. You can find us everywhere at Makeout Already Pod. We will include all our social handles in the show notes. Until next time, air kisses. Mwah!